This is the Jesus Habit Podcast, where we're using scripture and science to make your new nature in Christ second nature. Episode 40 for Friday, October 25th, 2019. idea. Only Jesus can set me free from a guilty conscience. Our weekly identity statement, the Spirit of Christ alone has the authority to shape my heart. I intentionally guard my heart against all other opposing forces. And our memory verse, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Hebrews 12, 1-3 This is the end of the argument the author is making about Jesus being greater than everything in the Old Testament. This is the finale to the first part of his letter. He has been laying the foundation for ten chapters, and next week the author is going to start breaking down all the... So now what's that are the result of his argument? This is day 48 of our journey, so there's really no way for us to go back and try to refresh the entire argument up to this point. The best thing to do would be to go back and read through Hebrews 1 through 10. God will remind you of the significance of everything we have covered along the way. But for now, the author is reiterating the significance of the sacrifice of Christ. We have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. The author says the phrase, by that will. Well, what will? The one that Jesus came to fulfill. Here I am, I have come to do your will. Jesus spent a lot of time talking about how he could only do the will of the Father. He could only do what he had been sent here to accomplish and nothing else. And it is by that will, the will of the Father, that we are made holy. What Jesus did is so much greater than what the Levitical priests in the Old Testament had to do. The priests had to perform their duties every single day. There was no break from it. Again and again, the priests had to keep offering sacrifices. Sacrificing animals is a lot of work. Have you ever seen a bull? It's not a small animal. Even a small cow isn't small. A goat is still heavy. It's a lot of manual labor to complete the task of sacrificing animals over and over again. They were never done. But when Jesus offered himself, he sat down. We've covered this before, but we need to repeat it. Why did he sit down? His sitting down shows that the work is finished, complete, and perfect. Not only was Jesus fully outfitted for the voyage, but he completed that voyage. Now, the son is just waiting until the proper time when all his enemies will be dealt with finally and eternally. Right now, they are still at work and still have the power God has allowed them to steal in the same way we have the freedom to choose to rebel against God. But that's not going to go on for forever. There is a day when their heyday will be ended. By this one sacrifice of Christ, we are made perfect forever. Here is where we start to get into the now and not yet of salvation and sanctification. I referenced this in the sermon on Sunday. Hebrews 10.10 says, 
by that will, we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Have been made. Past tense. As in, it is already complete. The next four verses talk about the ways that Christ's once-for-all sacrifice actually starts to bring the future into our present. But then 10.14 says, For by one sacrifice he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. The made perfect forever stays the same, but the being made holy changed from past tense to the perfect ongoing tense. That is to say, we have been made holy and we are being made holy. It is both. Not one or the other, both. You are perfect in status, but not in a perfect state of holiness. God is making you and I holy through this lifetime. After that time. After that time, the law will be put on our hearts and in our minds. What time is the author referring to? most logically and likely is the time where Christ's enemies are made his footstool. After that time, God's law will be written on our hearts and minds so that the thing that drives everything we do will be driven by God's law of love. Then he finishes this section with this statement, Their sins and lawless acts I will remember no more. And where these have been forgiven, sacrifice for sin is no longer necessary. What are these? our sins and lawless acts. And where these have been, past tense, forgiven, sacrifice for sins is no longer necessary. There is no need or reason to return to the old covenant. Instead, what we should do is look forward to the kind of life God intended for us in this life right now. And that is where we will go next week. www.thejesushabit.com